2: Hello and welcome to Deeper Diva with me, Victoria Broom. And me, Shah Bailey. How are you doing, Victoria Broom? I'm alright,
1: Shah Bailey. I don't know, I feel even better now that I get to be first and second named. I feel like you have to be a particular level of top lesbian to get that. Like you've got to. What, to
2: get first and second name rather than just Ms. Bailey or Shah? Like Linda Riley, you know. Linda? Riley. Victoria mm. Broom. Shaw Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> We're so narcissistic. Look at us talking about I know, ourselves. I know, like our I love it. How very dare we talk about ourselves? Let's talk about you. Who are you? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Well, let's be honest. I've been pretty good, actually. I just had
1: my two year anniversary with my girlfriend. So
2: Happy anniversary. Thank you. Is
1: that like 10 years in lesbian years? 37. 37, precisely. So thirty seven mm. Yeah, year's point one day. We've been together now, so excited about that. Aww. Um, UK Backpied's Halloween party. Oh,
2: was that back in October?
1: Yes, I dressed up as a handsome devil. Yeah. It was the sort of like gender-bending delight. Um, I've, been, I've been actually quite social for me.
2: Oh. I've been getting myself out there. Because, you know, we had that whole little thing called a pandemic. How do you feel now that it's all kind of opening up, opened up? Type of thing. How are you feeling about that? Well, I've started spelling anxiety with a H. It's like hangxiety because it's just so much of it. <laughs> it's almost like hangry. I get super hangry when I haven't eaten. You know, when you're hungry, angry. Yeah. It's like.
1: Hoo-ah! Yeah, I don't think yeah. I want to see that. I will. I, from this moment on, I vow to always keep
2: you. Fair. Please, I'm like a demon. I'm a demon if I'm not fed properly. Honestly, I'm so I'm walking randomly. I'm walking the West Highland Way next week.
1: Check you out, which
2: is like a hundred, nearly a hundred miles. And I was saying to my partner who I'm going with, I'm like, listen, I get hangry. I mean, she knows that, and I'm like, I get really hangry. So the amount of literally all that's in my bag is food.
1: (laughs) So literally, you're going to be there like I would walk. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Ex- miles. That God, is exactly I'm
2: so what I'm doing. I loved that little musical Thank you. the little Thank musical you. number. Shabelle. <laughs> this is <Char-Bailey> singer. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't put me up for that. Um so if you're walking this the hot was it the West, The West Highland Way. Yeah. I really wanted to
1: say you're walking the Highland fling, but I know that's
2: so <laughs> wrong. <laughs> no. I think it's
1: I think that's a different thing (laughs) so that's kind of like the total opposite to the situations i'm putting in because i've realized that with the whole social anxiety thing after the pandemic going Mm. back into social situations obviously i'm i'm not neurotypical i have neurodiversity i'm neurodivergent i'm autistic so i tend to copy the neurotypical people and what i'm finding is that the neurotypical people are either one doing it wrong and they're more awkward than i am Or two, they aren't coming out and they're going to do the highland fling instead.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I find I've gone like super cautious slash anxious about everything kind of opening up again. So for me, disappearing into the mountains is perfect because it will literally just be me, my partner and my dog and a random highland cow. That is literally like, you know, when you look
1: up like, what is a lesbian? That's what you see. <laughs> you <laughs> can't let your dog on a walk <laughs> with some hiking boots.
2: So, <laughs> and a tool belt. You can't forget a tool belt. Every lesbian has a tool belt. Although I don't. I don't have a tool belt. My partner has a really good tool belt. I, I don't know how to take that. Was that a euphemism? Or <laughs> no, I know that sounded really weird. <laughs> She's very proud of her, t- her tool belt and her head torch. She's very proud of it.
1: I yeah. feel like her tool belt <laughs> and her head torch are just making the visions that I'm having get worse <laughs> and worse. And I know this is deeper diva, but I don't think that is what people expect.
2: <laughs> well, well, I mean, right? It is deeper diva, and we are two lesbians. This is totally what they're expecting. Talking about tool belts, head torches and the West Highland Way. Of course, it's what they're expecting.
1: I'm getting Grace a head torch. Why did I not think of that as an anniversary gift? Exactly.
2: My partner would have loved me to have bought her a head torch, to be honest. The lesbian
1: essentials.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like our listeners will be learning quite a lot.
1: About you, I'm learning quite a lot. I don't know why I'm not taking notes. <laughs> Oracle, that is. Victoria Blue. <laughs> the lesbian oracle.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: the loracle. Oh, my God, that's your new name. The,
2: the, the loracle. Oh, I'm owning that. I like it. Yeah, take it, it's yours. I like it. It's a gift from me to you. Thanks. Thanks Elizabeth. Right, let's not talk about the West Highland, the Highland Way anymore. I want to talk about Pride. Since the lockdown, I've been making the effort to go out.
1: You know, out.
2: Yeah. (laughs) You know how there's out
1: and then there's out, out. Yeah. I've been going out, out. (laughs) So my first adventure out, out was to Birmingham Pride. And I'm not really like a pride party person. I'm normally sort of like go for the parade and like maybe stay for a little bit and then take myself off home. But this year, because I'm like, yes, Mm. let's make the most of it. We've been locked down. It's time to party.
2: And you end up in a hot tub, that type (gasps) of thing. I
1: saw... Andrea Di Giovanni, in their non-binary finally literally ran to the stage <laughs> to see them. <laughs> I literally nearly, nearly fell over. I was like, oh, what's happening? What's going on? So I realised, oh, my gosh, Andrea's on, ran across, saw them, saw Peter Thatchell talk, which was really moving as always. Mm-mm. And regardless of sort of like who was on the stage or what was happening at the time, it was just really nice to be like with the community. Yeah. Just us doing us that's nice every person that i saw was just like celebrating me i was celebrating them it was like yes outfit honey so it was just amazing to be like back in the mix of things yeah since birmingham pride i have continued tracing the high that you get from the community once you've sort of been out in the community you sort of want more and more of it you're like well, oh, what's the next thing when can i next see everyone what's
2: the next event. So you went to Black Pride Halloween party back in October. So how was that? Was it busy? Were there acts? Tell me about it.
1: Be surprised or don't be surprised. But I <laughs> went to the UK Black Pride. Halloween, Queen. Hello Queen's party. Was for Halloween. But they called it Halloweens Queen's because why not? Let's just be fabulous. And that was amazing. Grace, my partner, she's a makeup artist. She turned me into what I'm calling... Forgive me if I'm being uh, presumptuous here, but I'm calling the look the handsome devil. (laughs) (laughs) So I braided my hair like down to my waist. Grace face painted me full on red skin, fangs made out of gold grills, a prosthetic sort of like stubbly beard put on. (laughs) I felt really handsome and dapper and sexy, I have to say, but I was actually working because I've been education officer for UK Black Pride for the last sort of five years now. So I did a bit of dooring. Dooring? <laughs> is, D- is that the word? What, what is that? What's dooring? I was the door whore. Door whore. So I sort of had a, a, my guest list and I was ticking people off the list. <laughs> That's brilliant. Door whore. Every person <laughs> that I saw was just so excited to be there, so excited to connect, so excited to just dance again. I'm not the best dancer. I literally live in the space of the click and the clap.
2: I live in two-step land. <laughs> Do you dance like a dad? You know, like how dads, dads dance, where you kind of, as a, as a kid, you're in the corner going, oh, my goodness. Well, no, we'll have
1: to go out so that you can see that in live in action. <laughs> but it was just lovely to dance, meet new people, see old friends. I think the thing with UK Black Pride is we say chosen family. Yeah, and it did feel like, you know, one of those family parties where you all just get together. I woke up the next day with actual thigh ache because so I didn't realise I was that old, and I did, also <laughs> didn't realise the impact of grinding and dancing. Oh. So now my body is, yeah. it's a struggle. <laughs> I'm literally like, I could never do any Highland lesbian themed walking (laughs) literally I I feel like I'm losing my lesbian card at this point because the idea of walking through the hills is non-existent so yeah. yeah yeah i'm just sticking to my out out parting. i'm not gonna do the great outdoors until i've had at least a week's rest winter time is for hibernation
2: so what else is what else is happening in the world oh i really want to talk about victoria scone i love drag the drag scene victoria scone
1: article absolutely loved it in fact love her yeah I've just said Victoria Scone, but I'm not sure if it's Victoria Scone. I said Scone <gasps> to be posh
2: because... <laughs> it depends, isn't it?
1: As you know, I'm from Birmingham, Birmingham. Yeah,
2: but I'm not from that far away from you. I'm from the West Midlands as well. So I can't, I say... Scone. scone or Scone? Scone. Scone
1: or Scott. Victoria Scone. Scone. Victoria Scone.
2: Scone. Oh, I don't know, diva, I don't diva, know. <laughs> diva listeners. Is it scone or scone? Where's Victoria scone? Victoria's scone. <laughs> do
1: you get it? Like, where's
2: Victoria? scone? Where's Victoria scone? See, I kind of go, I kind of go in between scone and scone. I think Victoria scone sounds, sounds more like off the tongue than Victoria's scone. I do love a good buttery crumpet though, like a proper Warburton's crumpet, like one of those dripping with butter oh
1: that just reminded me when i went to birmingham pride i actually met victoria scone and saw her perform she was amazing um, not just as a person to meet but amazing on stage just really warm and down to earth you know the way that i think that all lesbians are because we're a wonderful breed of human <laughs> but no she was great she came on stage giving it the absolute showdown and that's the thing with her like she can sing she can dance she ticks all of the boxes it's like yes 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 and the thing I love the most is when she was on stage she gave a shout out to her partner I think she might have just called her her la 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 -la lesbian lover (laughs) No, (laughs) but also a girlfriend and that was just such (laughs) a lovely moment to see like the pride the power the Celebration of Love. Aww. And, no, as I said, she literally bought the house down.
2: Yeah, she's a really good singer. She She's not just a lip-synker. A lot of drag queens, are, uh, not all, that's not true, because I've got a lot of drag queen friends, but a lot of drag queens lip-sync. And she can sing. She's got some pipes. Yeah, absolutely. When I say I love drag, I talk about drag from when it was like, years ago like I'm talking like 20 odd years ago you have the likes of like Sandra Lola Lasagna all the old school drag queens Candy Cane oh my gosh Candy Cane was one of my favourites she was brilliant oh my god yes and they were f- fierce queens. There was a drag queen who was called a drag queen, who was a cis woman. Her response from the gay community was amazing. It was Pam Ann, but she didn't sing. She was like um, a a comedian. Mm -hmm. She was an air hostess. And she's still about. She's amazing. She's actually at Two Brewers, which is in Clapham in London. She's actually at Two Brewers this year again, I think. And she hasn't been there for ages. And of course, it's sold out straight away. It's like getting tickets to see Madonna. Mm -hmm. What was interesting about Victoria Scones' interview in Diva this month was that she talks about the backlash that she had from the gay male community. More than 95% of drag queens are cis men, cis gay men. She had quite a massive backlash from the gay male community saying, you can't do this, this isn't for, for women. When I ever saw Pam Ann, she, if she was only a gay male venues and had a massive amazing support behind her but then she never called herself a drag queen the gay community called her a drag queen and I'm not sure if that's the reason but also Victoria Scon was like yeah whatever and she did amazingly for cis lesbians cis women in general to be able to do drag at such a massive scale yeah
1: and I think I think she was the first person to be that sort of in mainstream media in the popular shows yeah, yeah. in the popular drag shows yeah. on tv yeah. she was the first one yeah i think there was backlash you know in the social media online space oh
2: uh, was there really
1: i think you know the producers of the shows the presenters of the shows they wanted her there and i think it is progressive to have her there if you look at queens now like pace and a horror and miss vivian all of the spectacular queens they are performing drag as a character they aren't performing their characters as themselves and so why not why shouldn't victoria's own the character be allowed we're all creating art they're all massively talented so why not yeah she's part of that movement that's redefining drag you know, drag is about art, it's about expression, it's about breaking all of the rules. You know, people say, you know, she's broken the rules of drag, but the whole point of drag is to break the rules. Is it RuPaul that says it? Well are all born naked and the rest is drag. <laughs> I can't just <remember> this song. <laughs> anyway, absolutely living for Victoria Scone or Scone. So proud of like, the representation, because years ago you just never would have seen that. She would have been allowed into those spaces. And uh, what do we keep saying to, you know, the marginalised people in our community? Take up space. So go, you go, girl. Yeah. It says a lot about our community sometimes, how we can be oppressed, be marginalised, and then also perhaps not be as open and loving and kind to each other as maybe we should yeah. be.
2: Yeah, I mean the fact that she got a backlash from her own community, our own community, is shameful. Who who has ever said that drag, d- the definition, or that drag should only be limited to cis men? Who who put that rule on there? Was there a a drag fairy queen that said it? I don't know. A drag fairy queen. If there is a drag fairy queen, I want to know who they are. Who has that title? <laughs>
1: maybe it should be you maybe that should be your new title drag, drag fairy mother good. queen
2: yeah that and what was the other name that you called me before
1: i don't what know are words it? of my love language i'm gonna have a new name for you every episode <laughs> I, feel like.
2: I feel like it might be every 10 minutes so you're gonna give me a new name yep take it take it well really? i'm sure you've
1: been called worse right no, that yep. was
2: that <laughs> <laughs> what's that supposed to mean
1: I didn't mean that in the way that it came out. That's like one of those autism things where I just say it, like, literally. But it comes across as like, I'm digging you out, but I'm really
2: not. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. Bad, bad names. If you have you ever had any bad names said to you, you know, when you came out? Or is any, was anyone mean or anything? I, have, I don't know if I had any.
1: Do you know what? I spoke about this today, actually, because my friend was asking me about LGBT plus bullying. Mm. And I said, do you know what? I have to really be who I say that I am and own the fact that I remember being about 14 or 15. And there was a girl at school who I'm good friends with now. And she came out as bisexual. And at the time, I was questioning or queer in my in mm-hmm. younger. And I was so angry with her that I just shouted at her across the sort of like playground, lemon. What? You shouted that to someone? Yeah, I, yeah. I was like, I can't remember what I said. I said, something, something, something you lemon. But I meant it in, I, I know that I said it with, I meant it, and i I didn't mean, oh, you're a lemon, as in you—you know, you're a silly sausage. I meant lemon, as in short for lesbian.
2: Yeah, it's interesting, and that's because so at the time you said you were questioning yourself. I just had this interesting
1: internalized homophobia. Yeah. Now, you know, and I've spoken to um her, and we're good friends, and we laugh about it now. But I had to really own that because yes, I have experienced people call me a, a he she or what? a dyke or people have left comments on social media and said things like oh if you keep trying to be masculine then your girlfriend's going to leave you for a man and things like that but I had to really sort of wow. like go back on a little time travel of how have I become who I am and what's my journey been and I thought I had to yeah. really own that because a lot of the times it is hurt people that hurt people and I was really hurting yeah. at the time when I sort of lashed out I think we don't necessarily take as much ownership for our behaviour and that prevents us from being able to grow and there's still a lot of people who are queer who are harmed and I guess that's Mm. why we still have this infighting in the community because healing needs to be done.
2: Yeah I don't think you're the only person like in our community you know when they're kind of struggling with their own identity to have been negative towards somebody of our community. You know, I don't think you're the only person and I don't think you'll be the last. I think it is about understanding ourselves. When you're when you're fearful of who you are, perhaps, people kind of try to break out of that corner and that box and just do it with a Bleh! And I, I I can see it vividly when I
1: look back on my sort of school school girl memories if you like yeah you can like vividly see them on the other side of sort of like you know the the playground after like, during the lunch break mm. and I can you know, see them and I can see me and I can feel the
2: feelings that I felt and it was such a deep
1: resentment and it wasn't a resentment for her it was a resentment for yeah me.
2: yeah interesting it's good that you're able to kind of acknowledge and talk about that though I think yeah I think we
1: all have to get to that place of sort of self-reflection and ownership and accountability. And I don't get me wrong, like I'm not beating myself up about it, but I think it's important, especially, you know, a lot of the work we do connects with a lot of young people Mm. and they need to recognize that they might make mistakes and they have the same feelings and that they can grow and hear. So you
2: said earlier that you kind of educate within UK Black Pride, was that right? So have you brought up your kind of experiences to younger queer people and kind of said some of your stories? Because I think that's really interesting what you've just said. I think it's really important because I think it happens more than we realise probably. Yeah, there's, um, there's an amazing
1: charity called Just Like Us and they do amazing work with um, young LGBTQ plus people in schools. Mm. And so I train I suppose or coach and guide their ambassadors who are all young people from the age of 16 to 25 and they then go out into the schools and share their stories so it's sort of like passing on the tools to the young people so
2: that they can facilitate their own conversations and navigate their own journey. Gosh when I was at school I would have loved someone like you to have come in and kind of made me realise that it's okay to be me because I was literally the only gay in the village. And it were, was a scary time. I was I was very lucky that I had my family that were my, my parents and my sister that were so supportive and so understanding and so knowing before I even knew that I was gay. And then when I came out, it was very easy in my family life to do that. But in my... <sighs> you know, like 13, 14, 15, I came out at 15, but like 13, 14, 15, it's kind of secondary school. It's a scary place and there weren't any gay people about, (laughs) you know, there weren't any on telly. There weren't any gay people about in my school. It wasn't talked about. Um, gosh, you didn't ever talk about it in like religious studies or, you know, sex education or anything like that. It was never talked about. And um, it's so important that that is happening now. But I was going to ask, where do you go all across the UK with this? Or are you based because you're based in the West Midlands? Do you just Work around the West Midlands, or do you come? Is it mostly in London? Because I'm hoping it's not in London, I'm hoping it's the West Midlands because that's out of London, is where they need it most. Yeah, it's all over the UK. And the good thing about it is um,
1: any school can sign up as well, so they don't have to be approached. Schools who have LGBT plus staff, etc., or students, they can literally go on the website and ask to have somebody Brilliant. come into their school to deliver a talk or a workshop or just to be connected with um, services that community offer, i.e. signposting for young mm. people who might be struggling with families, etc. So the work they do is incredible and it does stretch across the UK. It's one of those things that when I was growing up, it's the kind of thing that I wish I'd had too. Exactly. But being yeah. a of it yeah. is like, oh, life goals. Um, So I wanted to tell you or ask you your opinion on this. Oh, yes scrolling through the old social media as I do I saw a picture of Tom Hanks a lesbian wedding and he'd just apparently been watching these two lesbians get married on a beach and then just decided to go up and say hi can I have a photograph with you because you're I've been watching your wedding and it looked so beautiful
2: that's a bit creepy
1: no yeah I feel like he got away with that because he's Tom Hanks but any other old straight white man just watching from afar on the beach and then asked to come up for a photo would that be acceptable
2: can we do that mm, no no mm, i'm mm, i find that a bit strange <laughs> uh even if it's tom hanks i would still find it a bit I would be like, sorry, this wedding is not about you. This wedding is about, this wedding is not about you. You might think this is cute. <laughs> it's not about you. I do
1: love Forrest Gump and I do believe that life is like a box of chocolate. You never yeah. know when Tom Hanks is going to show up to your wedding. <laughs>
2: <Monday>. <laughs> I wonder if, I wonder if the, the people that, wait, let's see if we can find them. The pe- So the two people that got married on that beach, where was it?
1: It was in Florida or, you know, in some fancy fl- somewhere place? Somewhere
2: in America. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see if we can find those. Let's see if we can find those women and get them to tell us what they we, think. <laughs> should we find out? Should we, I
1: think we should put a call out. If you
2: know of this lesbian These couple, people. Gorgeous, and then just put the picture of on your congratulations. Yes, by the way, congratulations. Yeah, I would actually quite like, like to ask their opinion when Tom Hanks isn't standing in front of them. Yeah, how did you really feel? Yeah.
1: Were you like thinking, it. run, forest, run? <laughs> that
2: that is. I do, I do think that's a, that's a bit. Yeah, you're right, though. Had it been any other man,
1: <laughs> I probably would have ran.
2: Grances yeah, it would have, been like, would
1: have become sort of kind, kind of chuckle or something. It would have yeah. been
2: like... <laughs> Listeners, just t- kind of tweet Diva Mag what your thoughts are on that. <laughs> yeah, let us know.
1: Is it okay to have your wedding crashed? Is it okay to ask for a photograph even?
2: Yeah. Is it okay to have Tom Hanks gatecrash your wedding? Yeah. Yes or no? Yeah, just that's it. We might do a poll, actually. I think we should do a poll. I think we should go, right. Is it okay for Tom Hanks to have a picture with you because he watched your wedding from afar in a weird kind of scary way are you voting on this poll me no absolutely not okay <laughs> what you it's a no it? from us it's a no from you as well Yes. Yeah, so it's a no from us so listeners we're going to put a poll out saying we're going to tag tom hanks in it <laughs> he needs to know if it's acceptable for him to just like would he just gatecrash a straight couple's wedding no don't think he would You've been listening to Deeper Diva with me, Char Bailey. And me, Victoria Broom. Thank
1: you, Victoria Broom. You're the best.
2: And don't forget, we will be putting a poll up. So do vote yes or no for Tom Hanks gatecrashing your wedding. Don't forget
1: to like, comment, subscribe and share this with all of your diva.
2: Divas. Pod. Pod Diva. Thank you for listening to Pod Diva in association with Diva Magazine, the world's leading brand for LGBTQI plus women and non-binary people. Please listen and subscribe on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter at Diva Magazine. You can email us at editorial at divamag.co.uk. Pod Diva, Queers for Your
0: Ears. Pod, Pod Diva. Diva. Hold up.